0: The dock. We're ready to have some good time here today. It's gonna be a great one. I'm podcasting today with Mother Beth on the set. We're gonna be all about conversations. You know that's what we're about here. Conversations that on the dock that propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. Glad you've joined us. We got great show for you, but we want to tell you first of all how to find us. You can go to our podcast partners. We've got these wonderful platforms. You can go to YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook Roku rumble and sermon net now on road cube got to download the sermon Net app find the on the Doc with pastor troy channel matter of fact all these find the on the Doc with pastor troy channel and we also have good social media partners facebook instagram twitter and telegram we'd love a shout out and on the Doc, tell everybody hey shout it out and tell mother beth how good her hair looks tonight we just want to hear about that oh, she looks no. great today she's got her wedding hair yep. on we were at a Post wedding this week wedding hair. Post wedding hair that's I mean, the women get the do up. They have to get the nails done, the the feet done. You know, got get them, got get them all sanded up and ready to go, and get new dresses, new outfits, back up new outfits. It's just a whole deal. And uh, us guys, we just go find a white shirt and a tie, put it on, <laughs> show up, <laughs> comb our hair. You know, everything's good. You know, I thank God I'm not a lady. I appreciate the ladies. To all the ladies' at the house, thank you for what you do. For all the guys in the house, thank God we are the guys. So I don't know why anybody would want to cross over. I I just don't even understand that. I mean, all right. Now, hey, when you find our podcast (laughs) platforms, go find them. Subscribe, hit like, notify, share, comment, all those kind of things on it. And by the way, we always want you to be one of our Patreon partners or sponsors. You can sponsor. We'd love to have you on as a sponsor or a partner. If you you become a partner, you can get one of these fancy on-the-dock cups that we got sitting on the table here today. I think, let me hold one up here. There you go, right there. Get one of these bad boys. You can find out how to do it at my Patreon. Go to my Patreon, download the app. And you can find it, the channel at On The Dock with Pastor Troy. Or you can always go to onthedock.org. That's our website. There's links to all of our podcast platforms. Also links directly to Patreon. and You can find all the stuff, including our embedded player. Also, you can email us if you have any questions at info at onthedock.org. So we're ready to go here. Locked down and loaded. Mother Beth is my co-host today. How is Mother Beth doing?
1: Mother Beth is here.
0: We're tired today. We, (laughs) We were on the other side of Missouri and we came back very early this morning to do church and we're ready to do podcasting tonight because we want to connect with you. We we've been doing this incredible series, uh, Mother Beth, myself, and we've had Lucas. Let me put Lucas's face. Lucas is in the studio today. He's not on the microphone right now, but Lucas here is our techno wizard. Here he is in here. He's actually training right now. He's got we got Colton here. Uh, he's learning how to run everything. He's going to be a great little guy on, on that stuff. He just knows how to do all this stuff. He's he's just got a real heart for ministry. So we got Colton here. We'll have to get him a graphic eventually. So his grandma. You know, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll have to give him a graphic. So we'll have to talk to Haley when she gets back. We need graphics, Haley. Haley, we need one for Colt. We'll call it assistant techno wizard, assistant techno wizard. Number one, number one, Star Trek. You know, it was the captain and then it was number one, number one, engage. Number one, fire phasers.
1: We don't want him to be the nameless guy. We
0: do not want him to be Lieutenant Smith. Lieutenant Smith always dies Before the opening credits. No, Lieutenant Smith usually makes it to the beam down after the credits, but if they have no name, no name, if they just have a a red shirt. If they get in the Mm -hmm. transport, the red shirt. I love that skit on Saturday night live when they get in the skits and, and they're getting ready to beam down. And the the one person says, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the red shirt. You know, don't, the one thing is get a name. Don't be a red shirt. All right. And then you get to stay at least for the first commercial. You will get killed by a phaser then, but you know, at least you were seen, you know, and, and you got a credit. Yeah. So Lucas is in here. He's our techno wizard today doing training and we are in our Psalms volume one project and we're getting deep in it. We're at part seven. This is the last of the seven Psalms. We are going to be here for a part eight. We'll tell you more about that a little bit. We're going to kind of wrap all the Psalms up into one big package and do that for you uh, in, in in part eight. But right now we're in part seven looking at an incredible Psalm, an incredible Psalm, Mother Beth, Psalm 130, 130. We're going to find out a lot about that here in just a minute. Are you Ready. Ready. You're ready. Ready, Freddie. Ready. All right. Hey, we're going to show a video. The video, uh, Lucas and uh, Ben have been in the studio. Every one of these Psalms, they have done a special video, a special video that reads the scripture and then does a the music that's connected to it. I think this song is by Shane and Shane. I think it's, I is it I will wait for you. Is that right, Lucas? It's, I will wait for you. And, and today, when we played it at church, when you see it at church, uh, if you go back and watch the church from the day that we played it on, uh, we had, the worship leader that played it today was Shane. So it was Shane, Shane, and Shane. <laughs> So it was really good. If we just had, we had Shane cubed. So today we've got Shane, Shane, and Ben. So, but uh, with Lucas involved as well. So check out this. Uh, just let the scripture soak into you a bit. Listen to the text. Get into the worship, and then Mother Beth and I are going to break it down for you, and we're going to get it in our soul. So here we go with the. Here we go with the with the with the video.
2: From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But if you offer forgiveness, that we might learn to fear you, I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord more than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For the Lord, there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He himself will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. I cry to you, in darkest places I will call, incline your ear to me anew. and hear my cry for mercy, Lord. Count my sinful ways, and how could I come before Your throne? Yet, for forgiveness meets my gaze, and I stand redeemed by grace alone. And I will wait for You. I will. For you, on your word, I will rely. I will wait for you, surely, wait for you till my soul is satisfied. Till my soul is satisfied. So put your hope in God on, take courage in His power to say, completely and forever on. The Christ emerging from the great love is made away and God himself has paid the price that all who trust in him today find healing in his sacrifice and I will wait for for you through the storm and through the night, I will wait for you. Surely, wait for you. For your love is my delight. Oh,
0: really good yes. gosh that's so powerful hope you enjoyed that that's psalm 130 that is i will wait for you written by originally by shane and shane performed there by ben Adelini, one of our co-hosts and also the worship pastor here at community faith church we are so proud of that What lucas and them have done you can go to youtube go to the community of faith church youtube channel and, and they have categorized those under a special category called the Psalms. And you can find all seven of those projects there. And I just encourage you to download those into your favorites and use those for your devotional time. When you need to get with the Lord, these, all these Psalms are significant. We're going to be covering Psalm 130 here right now. And then we're going to go back in the medley and kind of give you, we're going to go back and touch base on all seven of them, kind of give you a good summary. And then we're going to talk about a little bit in, in the next episode on, on how those things can really, I believe, boost up your walk, Beth. Don't you think? Yeah. Let's start with Psalm 130. Psalm 130 is another psalm that's very familiar to us, like Psalm 121. That was in part six. Uh, Psalm 121 was a, like, it was a part of the Psalms of Ascent. Psalm 130 is also part of that package that goes from Psalm 120 to 134. There's 15 psalms that are the Psalms of Ascent. That means the Psalms, the pilgrims going to Jerusalem would sing as they're climbing Mount Zion, to go to the holy mountain, go to the tabernacle, to go do the sacrifices during the different pilgrimages that required uh, the, the, the Israelites to go back to that place for that. There were about three events a year that caused different ones to go. I, I would say it was called for all of them to assemble, but we know they didn't all go. But we know at different times, different par- parts of the household would go, mm-hmm. and they would take the sacrifice and bring it to the mountain. And And, and, and when they started climbing the hill... They would start singing these Psalms starting at 120 through 134. They would sing them antiphonally, which means they would be, yeah, the, the, the leader would lead on a verse, then somebody would, the crowd would repeat back. Mm-hmm. All these Psalms were known by these pilgrims by their heart. Mm-hmm. These would be just like us singing a song that we've known all our life, you know, and it would be like us singing Amazing Grace or or what a friend we have in Jesus. They would have all known these. They would have memorized these, and they would just know these psalms well. So they were sung in anticipation of reaching the top and being in the presence of God at the foot at the footstool, which was the Holy of Holies on the Temple Mound in mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Amazing, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: And so as they went up those hills, we learn a lot about this psalm. Let me break it down. The psalm starts with the first couple of verses where it's a cry for help. You're going to see that real clearly. There's just this deep, guttural cry for help. It gets into the next two verses into Yahweh. Uh, the crowd is beginning to ask Yahweh to, to hear and forgive their hearts. And it's, it it comes through penance. Uh, the word we'll be talking a lot about is the word penance. It's, it's a root of the word repentance. Repentance is like asking God to be sorry over and over again. I'm sorry. I repented, I repent, I repent, but penance is, it's a deep active sorrow. So it's, it's, you, you live a penitent life. Mm-hmm. You, you're living a life before God that's prepared to meet him. And so they wanted to come before God with humbleness and, and penance.
1: Right.
0: And, and in verses five and six, we're going to see that there's an expectation and a, and a hope and, and an expectation and, a, and an accounting that God will forgive them. There are a lot of gods known in that world in that day. that were unforgiving gods. They were very violent gods. They were messed up little demigods and all kinds of national gods. They were mm-hmm. very unforgiving. But Yahweh was known as a God who loved his people. And not only did he love his people, but he wanted to see their redemption. And so they they, they believe that's coming. And in 7 and 8, there's a cry then not only for the, the pilgrims to have penance, but there's a cry that all of Israel would turn back to God. And with that, God's blessing would be on their entire nation, that people would put their hope in Yahweh. That's a good word for us today, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if, if, yeah. if Christians repented, if, if the church would see a mass revival of individuals bowing before God, and then we would begin to crowd for a national revival and national yeah, penance. That would be amazing. That's what we need today. We need we need people to realize the Lord is here. It's not, It's not. I know here they're going to a festival, and, and that festival was symbolic of, of when they would go and God would be there, but God was already there. I will wait for you. He, he's already there. Right. He's here right now. He just wants us to to, to to break our hearts, open our hearts to him, let him in, and then then we need to be contagious to other people. So, yeah. beautiful Psalm Psalm One Thirty. Let's break down Psalm One Thirty just a little bit here. I'll, I'll get into the, the liners of it. Uh, it starts off from the depths. Hebrew, the word uh, for the for, from the depths is a word called. Uh, I gotta get this right. It's called Mama. mamak. It's so so it's like m a h, and the abbreviation would be a m a w k. So mamak. <laughs> So it's a very interesting word. It's a word that I didn't expect to see here. You know, it's, when you talk about the depths, we're, the word mamak kind of applies the deep part of the sea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a water, it's a sailor term. It's, a, it's used in that way. And we see it, and it says, From the mamaks of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord, pay attention to my prayer. So that first verse, From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for my cry, that would have been what the priest would have sung or the leader of the tribe would have sung. And everybody else would respond, Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. So he would have said, "From the depths, we call your help. Here, here, your people are, O Lord." You know, there would have been that response. And uh, uh, Isaiah uses that. Isaiah fifty-one ten says, "Are you not the one who dried the sea, the waters of the great deep? The man, the, the that made the depths of the sea the memlock, uh, a road for the redeemed to cross over." So you can see there, it's used in the depth of the sea. So what I think is intriguing about this, uh, Beth, is that in the word here, memlock, they chose from the depths, and I, I'm gonna, I'll pull this back up here so we have it up on the screen here, from the depths of the despair that Mamak is talking about how deep the sorrow is of these uh, pilgrims coming. If you were with us in Psalm 121, when we talk about 121, it's the second Psalm. This is the 11th. Mm-hmm. The 11th, they're getting close to the top. They sang them in order, so they're getting closer to the top. As they get closer to the top, they realize they got to meet with God, and maybe I'm not right to meet with God. What if I'm not right to meet with God, and I stand before God unholy and not pentant, what happens if God flashes out with fire? Yeah. Like he did on the two priests that touched the ark improperly or what he's done with people when they've been unholy, Korah's rebellion. What if I come before God and I'm found not penitent, not righteous? What if God were to purify his area? Would I stand the test? Mm. And they were beginning to get a little nervous. Yeah, I bet. At the bottom of the hill, they were like, "Ah, oh, let's go! We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful." <laughs> and when they get to the top, they're like, "Oh my, Dad's going to be there. He knows everything."
1: Don't you? Do you think there was like a weightiness or a heaviness? There that, wasn't the at closer, the bottom. No, the closer they got, do you think there was? Do you think they could feel his presence a little more? I think and so. More the closer they the, got, the
0: Israelites say that that you know the Israel's holy, you know Jerusalem's holier. The, the inside the city of David's holier. When you get to the Temple Mount, it's holy. When you get in the Gentiles' court, it's holy. When you get to the holy, hol- when you get into the the tabernacle, it's holy. When you get into the outside, it's holy. But the holiest of holies, the seventh sphere, right. is the actual altar where the cov- the ark of the covenant is, right. where the cherubim are. And they say, the closer you get, the more you feel the right. presence of God. And
1: I, I mean, I've experienced that to some degree in in services that we've been in or, yeah. or you different press places in. that we've gone. You can feel when. When God's really moving, you can almost really feel God present. come in the room
0: or the presence of God is descended in right. and, and the train of his robe, it, the scripture says, fills the temple. You can mm-hmm. kind of feel that, can't you? Yeah. I could see they're feeling that. They're seeing it. They're, they're not, they're, they're seeing it. They're not, they're down the hill. They're up the hill now. And they begin to see the city come closer mm-hmm. and they realize they all have to stand before God. Will he be pleased with their hearts and their actions? Mm-hmm. And so we have this beautiful, beautiful text. And so I just think, I just think it just speaks so highly. And then where where do we go next? Well, we go to verse three and four. Verse verse three and four, and it calls. They're they're, they're asking to hear for the cry. Well, what's the cry in verse three and four? You see, Lord, if you kept a record of our sins. That awan is the word, the Hebrew word for sins. And, and a lot of versions, a better word would be, should you keep a record of our, should you mark our iniquities? Think of a checklist. Should you have a checklist of everything we've done wrong? Not just today, but, but for the, for the year, for the, for the life. Right. They're like, Lord, if you had a checklist of everything I did wrong, you know, if Pastor Troy, if there was a checklist, it would be a little scary yeah. of a checklist, wouldn't you think? We'd be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got that. So. As you think about this, would you like to have to stand before God knowing He has a checklist of everything you did wrong? That's what they're saying here. The good thing is they say, "Who could ever survive?" Because none of us could. No. And, and we might hide things from each other and one another. We may keep a good secret, but God, there are no secrets. He He knows everything. He knows the desires of our heart. He knows everything about us. We can't we can't get around Him.
1: No, we even hide things from ourselves. Oh, absolutely, I mean, we denial. We live that... in denial. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And He says, and He basically says. Thank God, Lord. If you cap a record, who could survive? But verse four is the celebration. But you, but if you cap it, fine. But you offer forgiveness, and it's the, it's the atoning blood that covers that sin and it washes it away, even from the sight of God. Mm-hmm. I know when you when I'm in trouble with you occasionally, and I've sinned before <laughs> Never. Beth. Beth Never. has ability to remind me of the last twelve sins I did as I atone for the newest one. And so you have to have a, you have to have atonement and past atonement with God. Thank God. Thank I don't God. I believe I do that. Well, you're not too bad at it these days. You've gotten I'm better in denial. at it. She's a much better mother <laughs> Beth these days than she was in her younger uh, days of I marriage. I think we're both a little better than we were. She could scourge me for many years past. <laughs> but 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 no, but the good thing is, God doesn't do that. God doesn't, God, when you ask for forgiveness and you repent repented truly of your heart, your, your new sins are new. Though a righteous man falls down, he gets back up. God knows we're going to fall down. God knows we're going to make more mistakes. Yeah. He's not going to throw all the past ones. If you've got them under the blood of Christ, you make a new mistake. Just get back for, before God again. Get your purity back. Yeah. You can do that with God. So nobody can survive. But verse 4, but you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. Fear here is not Beth being scared of God. Fear is awesome reverence of God. Right. That we got to get before him. We aren't going to trick him. We're not going to be able to slide by him. He, we can fake everybody else, including ourselves, mm-hmm. but God knows everything. He knows the hairs on our head. He knew us before we were formed in the womb. We're, we're just not going to get this past him. So nobody could survive if God judged us on our sins. So we thank God that we have forgiveness in right. in, in in His mercy.
1: And we need to respect that. We oh, need to
0: absolutely
1: build our respect for that. And I like it
0: because it says, "Who Lord could survive?" But a better version says, "Who O Lord could ever stand?" Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of us could survive because. You know, we can say, I'm sorry, and but the stand is who could ever stand before God, you know, knowing that, that you're not righteous. Nobody could. Nobody no. could do it. Uh, we are guilty and weak, folks. We are honestly drowning in our own sin. We're right. just guilty drowning in our own sin. And even if you don't know what we are. Yeah. yeah. So in Psalm 130, verse four, the remedy for sin is offer of forgiveness. You can see that, that we might learn to fear you. The offer of forgiveness is to the repentant. You actually, ha- it, the offer of forgiveness by God isn't to the unrepentant, it's to the, those that are penitent. Right. Pentant means, remember, remember when back in verse one, we talked about the depth of that. I didn't do a really good job with that when I think about it, but let me, let me pop back to that here real quick here. When I was opening with that opening verse there, from the depths, I talked about Mamak, and the depths were like the deep of the sea. So it says here, from the depths of the spirit, O Lord, I cry for your help. What you're doing is ripping open your heart mm-hmm. to the deepest part of your soul and spirit and saying, though my sins would be at the bottom of the ocean, Oh Lord, I render those to you and I ask you to uh, hear my hear my heart. That's and good. the yeah, the good thing about God is, God is the only one able to reach to that depth. Nobody yeah. could free dive down. You couldn't even from the depth of your own sin, you couldn't get to the surface and survive. Mm-hmm. You would die no. from the ascent. Right. But God alone can reach down into the mama, to the deep mm-hmm. despairing part of your life and and pull it out and offer you forgiveness. Right. Cuz he's our potter. He's he's yeah. the creator. He's able to do that. So uh, this type of pardon is just amazing. He's able to literally get something and get somewhere in our lives that nobody else can reach to. I just love that.
1: But we and, have to let him do
0: it. You have to, have to allow it. Well, you have to. You have to not only allow him. You have to invite it. Right. You, you have to come in and say, God, I need that mercy and grace. So I am penitent. I bear myself to you. Right. I, I confess that I am. Not the exalted one. I need to humble myself, yes. and 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 only you can get me over the bar. Leviticus nineteen uh, tells us. I, I, I tells us that it's a most powerful scripture that God gives us on who He is. Leviticus nineteen two says, uh, "Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy." But mm-hmm. the Lord is saying, "Is you know, I love you and I want you in, but because I'm also holy, you're not going to slide by me and around me and around the curve. I'm going to know everything, right. and you're not going to get." I'm not going to lower the bar either. God, God's not going to drop down the requirements to get into heaven no. because we can't stand. What God expects for us is to bow. Yes. He wants us to bow and invite him in.
1: And just admit that we can't. Admit we, we can't. We can't
0: stand. Yeah. See, Adam and Eve were in the garden, and, and they talked each other into eating fruit that they weren't. They had one tree they couldn't eat of, and they made a decision to try it to be like God. Mm-hmm. God said, now I have one rule for you. The rule for you is you'll have to use your free will to to bend your knee yeah. and humble yourself and I'll let I'll let my grace come back into you. We by sin we rejected God and we exalted ourselves. It's by humbling ourselves that we exalt him and let him back in. Right. And he is not going to drop the bar down. I, I know social today everybody on social society says, "Hey, God's God's going to lower the bar. He he accepts this and this and you can do this kind of sin and that kind of sin." If you go in the back of the Bible and you read those who inherit the kingdom of God, I promise you in the kingdom of heaven, Leviticus nineteen two, those issues have not changed. No, nope. the bar's not been lowered. No, nope. he is not going to be concerned about what the social uh, media says we should do or who is woke today. He doesn't care who's woke. God's been awo- awake and awoke the whole time. The whole time. time right? the whole and time. there's nothing new. There, there's All no- of
1: the stuff's been around. Everything since the that
0: we talk about that we don't think the old people understood, they had it. They right. had. They had men dressing as women and women dressing as men in the Bible. Yep. They had people crossing over. They had bestiality. bestiality. In the Bible. They had it all in the Bible. Right. And God said none of that can inherit the kingdom. of God, only clean hands and a pure heart. We'll get to that in a minute. Yep. So Leviticus 19 sets the bar, and the only way for us to get over the bar is not by getting under because we're never going to get under the bar mm-hmm. of, of God. We may fool ourselves and think we are, but it's not going to work. We'll end up in a wrong place. But God has a way for us through. So, so one of the things that's really important is that God – gave us a way to make atonement. The key is that you have to incline your heart, Beth. Right. You have to give your heart to God, open your heart to God, and then when you do that, then God can begin to work with you. Mm-hmm. God, When you humble, you humble yourself, God can exalt you. And I think that's just the way it, it's got to start there, and it's just a beautiful thing. There's a beautiful psalm called Psalm 24, verses 3 and 4, "...who may climb the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, only those with clean hands..." And a pure heart. As these pilgrims came up, they started off pretty chatty. But by the time they get to Psalm 130, they're like, man, I wonder if our hands are clean. and I wonder if our hearts are pure. We're fixing to see God.
1: Right. And there's nothing we can do to purify ourselves.
0: We can't get our hands clean enough. Other than throw ourselves on the mercy of God.
1: Yeah.
0: And when we throw ourselves on the mercy of God and we repent, we're penitent, we're sorry. God sees that and sees that. We need him, and we're acknowledging him as superior, and that's the fear. That's the reverence of the Lord. So the question I I got to you as we get midway through this is, just want to ask you out there on the dock today. just, If you would, Cole, give me a camera straight on me because I want people to hear this. One of the most important things that you hear is that you've got to go into your heart and ask yourself, is my heart penitent? Is my heart open to God? Is my heart Rendered to God. Have I humbled myself? Because if I humble myself, the Holy Spirit can come into your life and begin to exalt you into new opportunities and new ways. And through that humbleness, you can be restored to what Adam and Eve were given at the beginning. Right. What they lost, you can get. But to do that, you have to incline your heart. Your heart has to be inclined. Like they're ascending to the mountain. We've got to incline our heart and look up to God. And are you? I want to ask you: Are you ascending the holy mountain to gain audience? through penitence with the God of Israel. God wants to do that with you today. Amen? So, uh, hey, let's get into the second half of this, and, and we'll dig in a little deeper here. Let's get to verse uh, 5 and 6 here. At verse 5 and 6, the second half of this, just that first half, Beth, is great. You can, hey, all these, you can go get a fuller sermon experience. Uh, Community Faith Church, we preached a series called with this called the Psalms Volume 1 Project, and you can see there's two parts on Psalm 130. So this everything from through 1 through 4 is in the first part, of the sermon series and that second half five through eights in the second so you can go to community faith church go to their youtube channel to their facebook page or to sermon net under community faith church and you can find those archives and get the more in-depth sermon along with the worship from that sunday but we're just trying to give you a little bit of something here on the dock a little conversation something to get you around and let you get a little deeper into the word today so as we get into the next part verses five through six i will wait for the lord there's where the lyrics come to that song i will wait for you I will wait for you. My soul waits. I love that. And is, and it waits where? And in his word, I do hope. It waits in the word of God, the command of God, the reverence in God. That we'll get to the word Debar in a minute. And my soul waits. That waits is uh, kaval. And kaval is a great word. And we're going to talk about that here in just a second as well. My soul waits kaval for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those watch for the morning. In other words, this kaval looks way beyond just what's going to happen in the morning. It looks to what's going to happen in eternity. Mm -hmm. You're going to be with me forever and ever. It's not just like, well, we'll see in the morning. It's my soul waits forever and ever life with you. It's a big wait. Right. So, in, in, as we see this in these two verses, there's this incredible confidence in, in, in this. I'll wait for you. There's this confidence uh, that the Lord, in His love and mercy, if we're penitent, will hear us. He'll wait for us. Yeah. He'll be there. And I love this word "dabal." I promise I give you a little bit on the word "dabal." The, the word Debal is that word. I'll go back to the text here real quick. Here, the word Debal is the is his word here that says. I got to get the right word here so I don't mess up with you here. It's the word for in his word or it's a hope. it's the hope in his word. And the word debal is a word it's a hope, a word a hope in his word and it, it means a promise. And so the word debal mm. means remember how uh, the uh, Mamak was the depth of the sea uh-huh. They chose to use another nautical word here, De- De- debar. So hope think of what sailors wear on their arms. They have an anchor of hope. You ever see the sailors have the cross that's an anchor? That's that's that symbol of hope that the anchor will hold you in the veil. Mm -hmm. You know, that beautiful song. Well, the ball here is a a anchor term. Mm -hmm. And so it means his word is an anchor that can hold us in his promise. Mm -hmm. I will wait for you. I will wait for you. That anchor will hold and I know you'll answer.
1: Through the storm. Through the storm. Until the daylight
0: comes. Isn't that so great? Yeah. I know it. I know it. That song is powerful. The, the psalm is powerful. And you've got the ball here, uh, our Mamak here, and then the ball here. And they're both nautical in the sense that God, God knows you've got this depth of despair. But if you hang out to him, he'll put an anchor on you that can mm-hmm. stand it. Yeah. It's very powerful. Great. And our soul can wait. We can anticipate. Listen to this. We can anticipate. I love this. We can anticipate the deliverer coming to get us back. Yeah. We can anticipate rescue. And, and and let me compare you what the, to what this is for. What this fits out with, I'm going to try to see if I can find my notes here. It, it, it kind of fits out to the exact concept that there's an anticipation. The anticipation of the language of the New Testament church was that we, the Christian, are the brides. And the bridegroom is Jesus Christ. And we have been joined to him through confession of Jesus Christ. And it's like we've been promised to him. Uh And we know that he's gone to prepare a place for us. And when he gets done and he gets the house ready, the mansion ready, he's going to come for his bride on our wedding day. And that's the great rapture. Whether we die or whether we're raptured, whenever it's our time to go, he's going to grab us. We'll be taken up. And in that white robe, the wedding gown, we just came from a wedding this weekend. I can see this. Yeah. We, we're in, we're, in, we're penitent because our wedding day is coming. Right. We're penitent because we're getting close to when the bridegroom is going to, Jesus is going to come get us and take us to be with him. And listen, church, let me say this. I, I got a slide for this. Here you go. Church, those who trust in his word have a wedding day coming. What mm-hmm. do you think about that, Beth? I think that's great. We had a wedding day, but honey, we got a bigger wedding day coming. My wife and I had a beautiful wedding day. We love our wedding. We love the wedding we saw this weekend. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Got another wedding at in the end of August, 1st September. Weddings are great because there's this anticipation, and there's the bride and the groom coming, mm-hmm. and there's a life together happily ever after. We had that coming in our relationship with God, and we have it coming in the kingdom of heaven forever and ever. Wow. That's big, isn't it? Yeah. And as such, listen, I, we need to understand, when, when the scripture says, my, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, yes, more than those. It's not just that earthly bridegroom coming to get you like me, Beth. You, I came down the aisle, she got me. I know you girls are eating your hearts out. <laughs> Ladies. I'm off the market. I came and got her. I, I'm got, you know, But I know some of you are like, my poor girl, you know. She got stuck with that, you know. So, you know, you know it's not like that. This is beyond all expectation. This is the most exciting thing. Oh, yeah. Streets of gold, the, the kingdom of God, and being in the presence of God. And, and, and to bring it all home, the psalm moves from the travelers to the redemptive community. The people are getting in here. They're, they're, they're singing. We're ready. Yeah. They're, they're no longer actually scared. They've been penting. They put their cries out. I love that. And what we're seeing here now is there's a big transition in the last few verses. They began to cry out for everybody in the nation to have this experience. See, I'm excited about our wedding day. Our wedding day is going to come someday when Jesus comes to get those of us that committed ourselves to him. But but wouldn't it be exciting if all of our family, friends, the people that we love, yeah. if our nation could all experience that? All together. We shouldn't yeah. want to leave anybody out. A lot of us, I think, leave people out because we think God doesn't have enough. Our God's a God of plenty he made the cattle on a thousand hills he can handle a lot of people at that wedding party you know and i know you go to some weddings and you gotta wait to get cake there's a line you gotta wait to get the cake and you wait to get the cake man you you when am i gonna get my cake (laughs) god has got so many angels that when it's time to serve cake we're all it's gonna be like a fancy cruise where you got eight people eating you got eight butlers and each of them stick a plate of cake right in your face we're gonna be served like the fancy style where we all get it at the same time yeah because that's the kind of God we have. Yep. We are joint heirs with Jesus. We are kings. We're we, we, our king. We are we are prince and princesses to a king. Yeah. We'll be served first class. I love it. And he's lavish. He it. doesn't lavish. hold back. He, no. He's not stingy. Check this out. Oh Israel. I get the scripture up here. Oh Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love, mercy. His redemption overflows. It's abundant. Yep. I love that. Yep. He will redeem he himself, listen to this, will redeem. Padal. He will redeem Israel from every all those marked iniquities that each individual had. Mm-hmm. He's now going to do it for everybody in the nation that asked for it. He cannot just save me. He's capable of saving my family, my my church, my community, our nation, the world. Right. He he has the uh, there's enough covering in the atonement of Jesus Christ to put out every sin on this planet. Yeah. If we just surrender. More than enough. More than enough. It's a declaration. Psalm 137 through eight is a declaration. That His unfailing love will overflow and can redeem every kind of sin. The Hebrew word "padal" here gives us a sense of releasing. We were being ransomed and held by the devil, but 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 His redemption, His debt payment, is able to set us free mm-hmm. and release us from all guilt. How about that, Beth? From every kind of sin. Look at Israel. It says, last verse. I'll back. I think I still got the Israel. It's going to release us from every last line, every kind of sin, mm-hmm. every kind. The only thing you can't be saved, the only reason you can't be saved, the only sin that you can't be saved for is not being pented, not asking for it. As long as you can confess it, he can forgive it. So just do that. I want to encourage you. You could get on our social media right now. We'd be okay. You could email us at info, doc.org. Email us and let us know if you've got something you need prayed for. We would love to call and pray for you. One of us would call. So reach out to Donna. Reach out on social media. Always feel free to connect with us. We would love to pray with you if you are ready to be penned because you need to share what you've done with somebody. The Bible says believe and confess, and it's in the belief and the confession to somebody that you have been pented that you shall be saved. It's that declaration, Beth. Mm-hmm. Just like they sang it in public, we've got to sing it as well. So, so I love this whole message. I, I, I want to really get you into the last part of it here because we're going to wrap up here in just a second here. But I, I want to say this: we we literally listen. When when what God wants to do here is literally rem, be all of our original sin, which is from the garden, we got that implanted, and our personal sin. We can remove all the original sin and all the personal sin. How do we do that? It's done by penance and the atonement that covers our sin stain. When, when, we, when we do that, look at it, it covers our sin stain, and listen, it allows, look at these notes, it allows our wedding gown to become spot-free again. We're all dirty, we all have original sin, we all have our own personal sin, but when we rip open our heart and the atonement of Jesus Christ is applied to us, it covers that stain, it covers over the iniquity marks and the whole list is, just disappears, yeah. and we become spot-free, Beth, and for our kinsman redeemer, he comes, the bridegroom comes to get us mm-hmm. and to redeem us and say, I'll take you home, you'll be my bride, and our hope is in him. Mm-hmm. Now, So, church, here it is. On the dock fans, here it is. Our kinsman and redeemer is Jesus Christ. Yes. The bridegroom is Jesus. He is the one that comes and gets us. It is a powerful thing to think like that, that God wants to redeem and get every one of us and bring us back out of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Israel... Hope in the Lord, for with the Lord, there is unfailing love. There's incredible mercy. His redemption overflows. He can handle us all. He himself will redeem Israel of every kind of sin. God is able to do this. The question I come back to you is the question we started earlier is, are you penitent? Have you given God your heart? If you are, know this, God is your watchman. We've been saying in these Psalms, God's your watchman. He's watching with you. He's, he's looking over. He knows everything. But please understand, you have to say, am I pentant? Have I opened my heart? Have I bowed my knee, Beth? Right. And that seems to be the hardest thing for most people.
1: It is. It's hard for all of us.
0: Yeah. And, and the psalmist cries out. It starts as a cry. I love how it starts as a cry. But very quickly, the cry ends and the people begin to get it. Yeah. God's on our side.
1: Not right he's
0: not against us no not at all he's for us, and the psalm is a plea that yahweh would hear their prayers but then they can feel it god is here yeah. he's hearing and now what they do is begin to scream for the rest of israel do the same we want to see our nation blessed we want to see the communities change mm-hmm. right now it feels like a lot of our communities and relationships and people it just feels like everything's off everything's yeah. going the wrong direction really family's wrong. the wrong direction Communities the wrong direction. Standards and morals are going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. We need a, a individually, we need to become pent. Oh, but yes. then collectively, we got to begin to push in on God and begin to see a change. Yeah, Our hope, my hope, this is my prayer. Our hope is that, that God will forgive us and there'll be mercy. But more than that, my hope is that we'll be pent because he cannot do that until we de-exalt ourselves, until right. we bow down and humble ourselves. And it's in that condition of penitence that forgiveness comes to the heart of the worshiper that's open to him. Yes, And the heart of God is only found in the penitent, right. only in the worshiper that is reverent, only in the worshiper that that is reverent and obedient to Yahweh and the things of God. The hope of the psalm, I like that, is found in this, Beth. It's found in those last verses. It was the hope of the pilgrims of that day on their journey to to, to the throne room that they would find mercy. And you could almost feel it. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord. Hmm. It's there. Yeah. For with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. His He himself, God himself, will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. So are you, Benton? I want you to think about that. If you know this and you know God is your Watchman, then all you have to do is invite Him. I really want to encourage you just to just to really spend some time in prayer, and uh, we'd love to hear from you on the dock. If if God's doing something in your heart and you kind of see, man, I need to I need to work on me, and you just need somebody to be a partner with you. We again uh, info at on We'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to pray with you. So email us if that way, put it out on social media, you know, comment on our things. We watch that stuff and we would love to pray with you because God is waiting for you. God is waiting you. He is waiting for you like you wouldn't believe. And you can get there. Just email us. We'd love to hear it. You can always go, on our, go to our website at onthedoc.org. And you can get links and stuff like that. We would love to talk with you about what God is doing in your life. So get in those Psalms. They will open up your lives. Don't you think, Hen? Oh, yeah. What did you learn out of Psalm 130? Anything special?
1: God's waiting for us,
0: excitingly God's waiting for excitingly us. Excitingly, and
1: yeah. He'll reach to the farthest steps.
0: And it can be a little nervous yes. when you realize you need God. They got scared; the people sure got scared. Did. But the more they sang, the more they realized our God's a God of mercy. Right. He's not a God that's going to burn us down. No, He's only going to burn us down if we choose not to repent. He will get us over the bar if we if we say, "Dad, lift us over it." Right. But He's not going to let us go under it. He's not going to let us go around it. But he just, he's like a dad saying, just pick me up and lift just, me up. Yeah. I will, I will lift you over. I will lift right. you over. I will just wait for you. Just lift your
1: arms up. I'll pick you up. Yeah.
0: So yeah. open your heart to God. We are really excited about teaching this series. And we're going to come back to you in part eight. And we're going to go a little deeper and kind of wrap it all up. And hopefully we're going to give you a psalm package of seven psalms that I think you could really use almost as like your personal ministry kit. And it will help you through lots of stages and things. And, and, you know, hopefully someday we'll do a Psalms Project Volume 2. Maybe look for it next year, next summer. We'd love to do another one of those. It's going to be great. But I, and I want to remind you that Lucas told us that if you want to go to the Community Faith Church YouTube page, he's got the special Psalms Project available to you. Just go look for the Psalms uh, uh, index or the Psalms grouping. Is that right? Playlist. The Psalms playlist. And you'll see all seven of those Psalms. Go get those. Use those. They'll be really great for you. So, once again, you can go on the doc.org to find out more about, all what we're doing on the dock, find out all about our podcast platforms and things like that. And you can always email us again at info at on the And we are so glad to have you with us. And so we want you to make sure you're staying with us on our podcast platforms, YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify, but go, wherever you're at, go find another one just in case we lose it. Just in case you get a little computer problem. You can also check us out at Google podcast, Facebook, Roku, rumble and Sermonet. And we would love to hear from you on our social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, telegram, and Twitter. And don't forget to hit subscribe, like notify and share. And let us know how you like the show. We'd love to hear about that. would like to hear your comments and please share it with other people and we always would love to have you as our patreon partner or friend check out that at our patreon site look for the on the dock with pastor troy and we'd love to have you there you can also get to that through on the as well at our website and finally if you don't have a church home beth what do you think come join us on sunday mornings we'd love to then. have you at 10 o'clock O'clock. What a, and we do Wednesday at 6.30 love to have you we also have an online presence called our coftv.com it's our virtual campus we can join us that way as well we always want you here first so we want to meet you and get to see oh, you yeah. come see us but if you're away or traveling you're out of the region you're listening to this in Thailand we have people from Thailand all over the world listen to our yeah. podcast and also to our church service so you can always join us at coftv.com we have a viewer there we also have a Facebook and a YouTube channel under Community Faith Church and we're out of Marion, Illinois we'd love to have you so Beth it's been good to do this podcast with you it's been good I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's have been great. We'll be back with you in part eight real soon. In the meantime, get out there and live for Jesus. And you're on the dot, Pastor.